What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to show number two. CHO Bulls today. Uh, post game here live at our studios in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join with my guys, Big Day, Bow, BAWL Sports. Our pal and producer, Joey Spathis, on the controls. He's at Joey Spathis. Will the Go Golly will join us later on tonight uh, during post game from the United Center uh, to help us break down this Bulls loss to the Kings. 123 115 is the final. Shout out and appreciation to y'all hanging out with us in the comments. Mm-hmm. Hit that like button if you're hanging out on YouTube. We'll get to as many of y'all's thoughts on tonight's loss as we can. Throw some super chats if you feel so inclined. Awesome. Uh, Dave, crazy game. Yeah. It looked like the Bulls were getting outworked and outclassed on their way to a big deficit loss. Yeah. Fell down by as many as 30. Yeah. You know, we're down big at halftime. Kings start the third quarter on a 9-0 run. Drilling three more quick threes. They started hot from behind the arc. But the Kings go cold in the back half of the third quarter, allow the Bulls to climb back into it. Kobe makes some big buckets. Io and Caruso making some big plays. DeMar getting to the free throw line. And the Bulls are right there. Yeah. Six minutes to go in the fourth quarter that, um, you know, one of one of Kobe's many incredible plays tonight, I think, is what brought it to a four-point deficit with four and a half to go. And you're thinking, holy crap, can the Bulls actually steal this game mm. in which they trailed by 30? Mm. And mm. I see plenty of people in the comments talking about it already. A few offensive possessions come up empty for the Bulls down the stretch, including some... Demar hero ball doesn't draw the foul on that one key possession. Yes, uh, and uh, not a lot of Kobe White in mm. those last few possessions, and I think Bulls fans are rightfully upset about that. Yeah, they. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him being upset. He the last three possessions he didn't touch the ball. That's the problem. Um, not take the shot, but not touch the ball. You know that that's a issue. You're the point guard. You at least bring it up. You know, but yeah, like that's. That's a problem. Like, Kobe White has to be that guy. I think we all, Bulls Nation, I think Matt, Joey, well, I think we're kind of all on that same page of, yeah, give Kobe the keys. Like, I know Matt said as much uh, recently on one of our shows. Like, give him the keys. Like, let's go. Like, it's clearly him. So, let it be him. DeMar's doing what DeMar is, is programmed to do. You know, he's kind of on, you know, default. You know, it's fourth quarter. Oh, I see ball. I see bucket. I'm going to go try to get it. So if he's on program, you have to – then it's on guys like Billy Donovan and Kobe White to get the ball to themselves, you know what I mean, to get the ball to Kobe, I should say. So Kobe's got to be more demanding of it, and Billy has to draw up those plays for him at the same time. So we know DeMar has his plays. Like I said, he's on default. He's a robot. He's, he's coming to, you know, be Debo. But now it's Kobe White's time. He should be the one. He's, he's the reason they got back in the game in that fourth quarter. We saw him hit the threes. We saw him get to the bucket with some smooth man. lay-ins, man. Like, just, it was, like, incredible. So He had the Hezion display tonight. He had yeah. step-through moves. He had up-and-under finishes. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. the whole package. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was was sexy, and and I enjoyed it. But, yeah, man, I want, I want to see Kobe, you know, go get the ball on a couple of those times. But, like I said, a lot of those times, Billy has to draw up those plays for him and be like, okay, this is yours. Now, I don't think DeMar will have a problem. Uh, if Kobe was like, hey, I got it. You know what I mean? I don't think he'd have an issue with that. Like, he, oh, you got it? Because he has said as much. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think he'd have a problem with giving him the ball. But at the same time, Kobe's got to go get that, man. See, I think I disagree with you. Okay. Hey, Julia. At this point, with this much evidence, I 
and I know what you're talking about. That one game recently that was a Bulls yeah. loss where DeMar went hero ball a lot late in the game when Kobe was cooking. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls come up short in that one. And DeMar was in the postgame locker room saying, hey, you know, you know, I, myself and all of our team, we all believe in Kobe. If Kobe wants to be in those situations late in games, I got no problem with that. Yeah. I don't buy it. Okay. Because if DeMar really did feel like that, we would see it by now. And we keep seeing the same thing. So I think it's not necessarily on Kobe to say, hey, give me the damn ball. I think it's on DeMar Mm -hmm. and Billy Donovan, Mm -hmm. head coach drawing up plays late in close games to say, we have to get Kobe the ball. Here are some options, what we can do once we get Kobe the ball, but we must get Kobe the ball. To me, the fact that this keeps happening Mm -hmm. is on Billy and on DeMar. Mm -hmm. And I'm not buying what DeMar said recently. And we'll see what he says after tonight's game. I'm sure they'll be asked about it. We'll hear from Will the Go Gottlieb. I'm not buying it. Because if that's really what was going on, if Billy could, in fact, call the shots and say, hey, DeMar, we're going to give Kobe this one. And DeMar said, I'm cool with that. Then why haven't we seen it? Mm-hmm. That's the part that's not adding up to me. And I think it's on Billy and it's on DeMar. We're on the same page on, on Billy. Definitely plays need to be drawn up. Here's my pushback on that. I haven't seen someone do that to DeMar yet. Like, you, I can hear the point of him saying, I don't buy that he'll do it. My point is, I haven't seen someone do it. I have not seen someone say, dude, ball. I think DeMar DeRozan is old school. DeMar DeRozan is one of those old school guys. And when you're old school, you're a communicator. You're, you, only, you, only, you, you don't go by signals and hints right. and shit like that. You go by straightforward in your face, give me a he's ball. Lo- he's locked in. Exactly. And he gets the ball and he goes to work. Yes. So when you got a guy like that, I think he responds to, yo, ball. I think he responds to that more so than, I hope he sees me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I if if Kobe was doing that, Matt, and he wasn't giving him the ball, I, I'd be 100% with you. It's just I have not seen that yet. Now, maybe it's not in Kobe's nature to do that. But I've seen him do those yeah. kind of things and just have the ball in time to take over. If I see it and he doesn't respond, okay. But I would like Kobe see Kobe and say, ball, DeMar, ball, get down here. Let's yeah. go. Let's do our thing. I think he responds to that a little bit better. I, I just want to see that before I dismiss that. And, like, I, I think that's a that's a fair point because we have not seen the physical evidence of Kobe demanding, you know, clap, give me the ball from DeMar at any point in these close games. Um, and it's interesting because we we heard a lot from Kobe and his teammates and Billy Donovan mm-hmm. in training camp uh, last fall, uh, you know, in the early stage of this season about how Kobe has become a more willingly yeah. vocal leader on this team. Yeah, yeah. And along with leading by example and leading with his play on the floor and being willing to be a more vocal leader – all of that should add up to Kobe having the cachet to say, hey, DeMar, give me the rock. Yeah. I'm cooking. I'm, you know, and look, to, to DeMar's credit, the Bulls don't come all the way back in this game without him. Yeah. He was 14 of 15 at the free throw line tonight. <laughs> he had 24 points. I think Kobe had 26. But again, it's about the fact that we keep seeing the same script play out in you. these final possessions. And if Kobe is a more confident vocal leader and he, alongside DeMar, is now, like, legit this team's best player. Which, by the way, did you know, I saw this stat on Twitter yesterday, for the first time since the tail end of the 2019-20 season, the one that was cut short for the Bulls because of COVID, 
Someone other than DeMar or Zach led the Bulls in points per game scoring for a calendar month. I did see And that. it was Kobe White mm-hmm. in January. And it was Kobe White to do it most recently other than Zach and DeMar when Kobe had that amazing, you know, flourish to yeah. that 1920 season. Yeah. But so for the first calendar month in two plus seasons, Kobe, not DeMar, not Zach, led this team in scoring yeah. in the month of January. And he still can't get the ball late in a game. Now that now let's get into that because those things I put on Billy. The last so three possessions of a game where you can't touch a basketball, bro, what are we doing right here? Like, hey, coach, you got you to gotta draw something up for your guy with the hot hand who is showing that it is his team, who is showing that he's kind of taking over this and guys are following him. You have to get the guy the ball who has brought you back in this game like that. It was Kobe White who did that for you. It's been Kobe White who's been doing that for you. You got to reward him, man. You can't just di- completely keep dismissing him and going to DeMar in, in those situations, man. You have got to do that, Billy. You've got to find a way better to get Kobe White involved because that's that's why I feel like – that's why I keep saying both. If you know now, I said DeMar responds better to those kind of things, okay? If Kobe isn't doing that, I need my coach to understand that. I need the coach to understand, well, maybe he's not doing that. Let me do it then. Let me get these plays drawn up for him so I can get him a basketball in his hands and then just see how it goes after that. If he passes to DeMar or he gets it there, fine. But you have to get it to the guy. Do you see what, how hard they were working, the Kings were working, to get De'Aaron Fox the basketball? Yeah. They have Malik Monk yeah. who can hit those shots all mm-hmm. day long and who was hitting those shots. But you have to get your guy who is cooking who had 40. Yeah. You try to get him the ball no matter what. You know, yeah. you work it and out. They, they were running drag screens. They were oh, running double screens. They were everything. running off-ball screens. Any which way they could to get De'Aaron Fox the ball in and when fourth they, quarter. And when they couldn't, what, what happened? They said, okay, well, fine. Harrison Barnes, here's the ball. Yeah. Fine, Malik, here's the ball. And they got everybody else that way. I want to see that for Billy. You got, I, you got to draw that up for Kobe, man, and instill that kind of confidence in him if he's not going to be that kind of vocal guy yet to DeMar DeRozan. Scott LaRock in the comments that Kobe White's agent must be blowing up the phones. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think that that's where Kobe is. You could tell Kobe was frustrated toward, in the final moments of that mm-hmm. game where it looked like they were heading towards an L. And I don't know if that frustration was about just the fact that they were staring at an L yeah. or the fact that he did not touch the ball uh, in the final possessions of that mm-hmm. game. Cole Krug in the comments saying, I need to see Kobe impose his will in the first half more often. It feels like he waits mm. for the team to have momentum to start instead of building the momentum himself when needed. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I've seen him do that in the first half. That's, you know, we, we've seen Kobe get out to plenty of hot starts. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, interestingly, recently, it's been Io who's doing a lot of first quarter scoring. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, true. like, and then Kobe kind of feels out the game. Uh, South Garcon saying, uh, no one has to demand the ball. This offense was supposed to be uh, multiple. Everyone other than Vooch brings the ball up. It's completely on Billy to make sure Kobe is involved. He said completely. Um, not going to do that. I'm not going to completely put it on him. I Okay. Complete, completely is a very declarative, defining, yeah. black and white. It's 100% <laughs> Billy's fault. <You. laughs> and I'm with you in that I think that's not like it's it's not that simple. Yeah. But I am because of this repetitive pattern we're seeing, yes, putting more and more of my personal opinion blame on Billy. Now that I agree with. And if if the problem is DeMar doesn't respect Billy mm. and Billy is saying in these timeouts in fourth quarters, mm. "Okay, here's the plan," and DeMar 
says, cool coach, and then goes out there and does his own thing and ignores Billy, then that's an issue. <laughs> or if it's Billy not getting the ball in Kobe's hands and drawing up things in those timeouts to allow that to happen, mm -hmm. then it's also mostly on Billy. Yeah. Either way, Billy is part of the problem. Sure. Because either your two best players aren't doing what you're instructing them to do, or one of them doesn't respect you and is ignoring your instructions. You know, I'm going to take it all the way back to when we went to the game when it was Joe Kim Noah night. And the Bulls came all the way back. And the play we saw at the end of the game was a play that was kind of drawn up for we thought Zach Levine. And it turned out DeMar was like, I got it. You know what I mean? He, he, whether it was the flow of the play, whether he just felt he had it, whatever. That That's what I was thinking of when you were saying – uh, Billy drawing up stuff. He's like, yeah, okay, coach. And then just go do his other thing like that. Yeah. I'm saying it, I've seen it as far back as that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, again, I don't think it's a respect. I don't know. I don't, we're not in the locker room. You know what I mean? We're just going off of kind of what we're seeing out here. But if you're going to draw something for Kobe, you got to have him touch the basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, DeMar is going to run the play. But what, what he does outside the play, that's different. He ran the plate I'm talking about with Zach. He just didn't give Zach the basketball. Right, yeah. Now, I, Kobe not touching the basketball, <laughs> that's on Billy. That is completely on Billy. The last yeah. three plays, yeah. that's on well, you, and, dog. You know, <laughs> one of those plays in the fourth quarter when the Bulls are, were still kind of in it, a yeah. couple possession deficit, and Kobe did get the rock, and he drove – and had this crazy kick out to Vooch, and we were like, no, Kobe, just go up! Yes. And then Vooch, out of nowhere, actually managed to hit yes. a three. Yes, he did. Uh, which, you know, uh, surprising. Uh, Vooch, it was the only three he hit tonight. He was one of four. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw people in the comments joking about, like, I, I would rather watch, you know, Io miss a three than Vooch hit a three. Uh, but, wow. uh, like... That w that play and like unexpected mm -hmm. like didn't love a deep Vooch step behind the three point line three yeah. as the result of that possession and late in a close game credit to Vooch he knocked it down but the, the possession started with an amazing drive and kick from Kobe yeah. that's the point that I think most Bulls fans are frustrated about it's not necessarily about who's taking these shots mm -hmm. but who has the ball in their hand and the opposite mm. of that which is so frustrating which is how does kobe white not touch the ball yeah in these final stretch of possessions and how is that not related to what is being instructed of them from their head coach because it clearly seems like it is related 10 of 18 from the field four of seven from the three-point line was uh kobe white finished with 26 points six rebounds four assists 36 minutes it's a damn good game and Honestly, that 26, it's different between 26 and 31 for me. Yeah. Because just giving him that opportunity to do what he was doing in this game. If your guy, your guarding main guy, has got 40, that's called the answer game. You got 40, I got 31. You know what I mean? Like, we're going head to head. This is why, at the end of the game, why I was so excited, why De'Aaron Fox was over there talking to Kobe White. Like, you saw him just chopping it up with him like that. I'm like, oh, that's some respect. That's what that is. That is actual straight-up mutual respect. People are recognizing his game. I need Billy to do that, too, in the fourth quarter. Not just say, all right, this fourth quarter is DeMar time. Do it like that. No. Yeah. Kobe has to have stuff drawn up for him, too. He's earned that, man. He's got to have it. He's earned it. Uh, Anthony in the comments saying, good coaches draw up plays for guys who are cooking. Yeah. Um, 
Patrick Crisco in the comments saying Kobe and Io need some guys who are willing to run with them and play faster. Sacramento played last night, mm. and for the majority of the game, the Kings played faster Interesting point. and with more aggression. That's true. The Kings did not look like the team playing the second night of a back-to-back in the in first, the first half. in the first half yeah, tonight yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. It looked like the Bulls were that team. They looked lifeless. Um, you know, part of that specifically, and we can touch on them later if you want. You know, Tory Craig looked slow because it was his first game back first after game, yeah. you know a twenty-some game absence, sure. but. To uh, Patrick's point about the the pace of play, I mean, the Bulls are the slowest pace offensive team in the NBA. True. 30 of 30. They are not a fast team. Mm -hmm. But when they have been able to mix in some transition stuff, mm -hmm. whether it be Kobe White or Io, getting those opportunities in transition for easy looks at the rim, it has been a boon for their offense. Yeah. We definitely saw them get worked. In the first half, the Kings had 20 fast break points to the Bulls' five. Uh, it finished 24 to 15. So the mm. Bulls had, you know, sort of slowed the bleeding on that uh, disparity a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's just a Kings team that has, you know, they were talking on the bracket. Like, there's a lot of, you know, OG Warriors kind of stuff that's going on in that offense. Yes. They play fast. Uh, they run up and down the floor a lot. And to their credit, they do that well. I thought the Bulls' transition defense and off-ball defense in that first half when the Kings were just running them was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Not good. How is your transition defense that bad when you've had the last two nights off yeah. and your opponent played last night? Yeah. The Bulls definitely looked lifeless uh, in that first half, man. Like, guys just – they it wasn't connecting. Like someone said, they scored 71 <laughs> in, the, in the first half, man, and finished with 123. You know, so – it, it got kicked in the gear for the Bulls, definitely in the second half. And it, it came with about maybe eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. Because remember, they started off slow then in that first uh, in that first few minutes of the third. They missed their first five shots. Mm -hmm. And four of them were threes. Like, <laughs> like, what? What are we doing? So, yeah, man, like, it was – they didn't start off well, but I appreciate the fact that they fought back and they kind of came back because the game was looking very putrid. Like, I appreciate the comeback. I do. Of course, you you wanted to win. I'm not giving out moral victories here, but I just appreciated that comeback that they had because it looked like I, you were done. I I did not see the comeback coming. Yeah, I thought I thought Bulls were losing this one by at least twenty. Yeah, you, you thought know. it was a wrap. Like they were out there, like I told you, man, having fun. Yeah, like the Kings out there, Harlem Globetrotting, man. Like they were having a good time, and then yeah, the Bulls. You know, I guess of course some of that is because fatigue caught up. You know, with them, with uh, the Kings, because of the back-to-back, -back, they couldn't hit shots, you know, yeah. in that second half. But the other half was the Bulls really started clamping down on them yeah. defensively. Yeah. And a lot of that was Caruso and Torrey Craig. It was. Uh, all right, let's take our first break there. We'll come back, uh, carry on with more thoughts from tonight's game. Uh, we'll get to more of y'all's thoughts. Throw us a super chat if you want to. Uh, we'll, of course, also hear from Will the Go Gottlieb on the other side. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, you know what to do. Hit that like button. Do it for our guy, Joe. Yeah. He's not a gremlin. He's just a nice guy who likes the likes. He's got a friend, though, named Troll Joey, who wants Yee! the thumbs. He's got to have them. That's Troll Joey. Look at him, man. He's just waiting on him. Just the nicest troll I've ever seen. He's just nice. Just, just a harmless troll. Just a harmless troll who wants your thumbs. Just wants the That's thumbs it. in his treasure chest. That's all he needs. That's all he needs, man. It gives him life. Uh, uh, Dave, what do we got? Well, Matt Peck? Yeah. Because you asked Joey what time it is. Uh, Joey Smathers, what time is it? Uh, game time hoop. Mm. <laughs> game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sport to music, comedy, and theater events nearest you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. And of course, you know, game time's got those killer 
Last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is not the place. No, it is the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with the zone deals, you pick the section, game time does the selecting, and you know what you're going to receive. Drum roll, my pack. Big time savings. Hey, And game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price possible. So take the guesswork out of buying those tickets with game time. Right now, and I mean right now, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app, use the code V E G A S 100. That's the numbers, 100. Don't spell out 100, all right? Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to go to the game, guess what? You can still use the code CHGO and get yourself $20 off of your first purchase at the time, baby. So download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is Matt Peck. What time is it? Game Time Who? You know what it's always a pretty good time for? Tell me, please. A couple strips of bacon. Oh. Talk slow, man. I, uh, I made myself a delicious homemade breakfast this morning. Tell me about it. Bacon, mm-hmm. fried eggs, mm-hmm. nice piece of toast. More bacon? Maybe a little more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you had to guess, how many pieces of bacon do you think I ate with my breakfast today? Okay, you said it was bacon, it was toast. Bacon, toast, fried eggs. I'm going to say you had 10 strips of bacon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, no. Okay. I only had six. <laughs> you know, I'm there. Have I had 10 strips of bacon with one breakfast before? Yeah. Many a time. Yeah. Many a time. I, you know, I'm, I, I was like, you know, let's be reasonable. Let's keep it at six today. So you must be running low. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there, were, there were six pieces left from the pound of bacon that I had previously busted into. But if y'all haven't tried it yet, you have got to try some of the most delicious bacon on the planet. From our guy, Charlie, oh, the bacon guy. He's amazing. Charlie the bacon guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and yeah. makes craft bacon and bacon jams yes. in over 35 different flavors. That's more than Take that, Basket Robbins, dude. Get out of my head. <laughs> uh, the bacon and bacon jams from Charlie are all naturally cured, preservative-free products. They aren't there aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself mm. involved in the process, unlike a lot of store-bought bacon. It's vacuum-sealed and freezes perfectly. The bacon lasts in a package for up to 60 days in the fridge or uh, one week after you open the seal or nine whole months in the freezer. Bacon jam lasts about 90 days in the fridge and up to a full year in the freezer. Some of the best options, and again, there are 35 different flavors, but some of the ones that I've tried and for sure can vouch for, maple pepper, delicious, oh. chorizo, Ooh. that's right, chorizo-flavored bacon. Like Sounds like an orgy in my mouth. <laughs> French toast, Korean barbecue, jardinier, for all of you diehard Chicago jard fans, 
Uh, also, some bacon jam flavors include original bourbon and spicy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God, I love bourbon flavored bacon things. The bacon jam goes perfectly on anything. Put it on scrambled eggs. Put it on fried eggs if you want. Spread it on your toast. Crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, anything you want. Put it on your charcuterie board. If you're making a Super Bowl, you know, fiesta of different snacks next Sunday. Yes. Get yourself some bacon jam for that charcuterie board. And right now you can save 10% on your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use promo code CHGO at checkout. You can pick up your order or Charlie the Bacon Guy will deliver it to you. Okay. Charlie the Bacon Guy also ships if you want to go that route. Either way, Charlie makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Mm. You can find more information on the website, charliethebaconguy.com. You can find him on Instagram, at charliethebaconguy, on Twitter, at czthebaconguy. Also, you can email them, charliethebaconguy, at gmail.com. But again, that website, promo code CHGO for 10% off. Get some bacon up in your life. If you aren't eating bacon, what are we even doing here? It's good stuff. When's the last time you had a strip of bacon? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. Don't even know? Oh. That means it's been a long time. It's been a minute. Been a minute. It's been a minute. I feel like it's just been a couple years. Like somebody's given me a, a piece of bacon and I had it. It don't feel like it's been a decade. I don't think it's been a decade. <sighs> that would be a really sad decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon's delicious, man. Shout out to Charlie, baby. Shout out to our guy, Charlie the Bacon Guy. Um... Moving back to tonight's game, mm-hmm. Bulls, tough loss, man. It, like, would have been a monumental. If, if they came back to win that, would have been man. up there for best wins in the season. Without a doubt, especially without, with everything that was happening yeah. today. To, I like, yeah, on the heels of the yeah. just gut punch news Bulls fans got earlier today, Zach Levine going down for the season yeah. with that season-ending surgery. Yeah. And it would have been such a uplifting response yeah. to see them complete that comeback like they, and say, they Hey, really like it. W- you know, we got that shitty news today. Yeah. We don't have Zach for the rest of the year, but there's, you know, t- to borrow an old Tibbs phrase, we got more than enough, right? <laughs> got got more, more than, than enough. enough, more than enough to win. It's just, you know, something that we've seen plenty of. We saw it a lot yeah. early this season. And then the bulls, when they kind of started to turn things around in December, January, not as much, but just that dreadful start and they dig themselves a hole yeah. And you either put together a run that's good enough to give you a chance or you don't have it. And tonight, they gave themselves a chance. They did. They took a 30-point deficit and got it down to three. Yeah. And mm, just a few possessions. That one big swing that you called out that was a DeMar missing that layup on one end and then just that ridiculous pass around you know, a defender from yes. Monk when he yeah. had left his feet, he was airborne, like right dumps there. it off. Sabonis gets the and one. Yeah. That five point swing. Yeah. Just, oh, brutal. Yeah. Used, I'm used to De'Aaron Fox hitting those killers, you know what I mean, against you. But that play right there was huge because that DeMar, it was right there. I was like, oh, that's a layup. Like, I was, you know how when you think of shots going in, you're already thinking about the next play and how their defense is going to set up. Yeah. Because you're already like, oh, yeah, this is going in. <laughs> and when it didn't, you know, it was one of those, oh, my God, my brain's not computing this. I said two plus two is four. Why are you telling me it's five? Something's wrong. And, yeah, they got that, and that swing went on, and they couldn't get back. It was a couple of times in this game where in the fourth quarter the Kings hit shots that I just thought was putting the Bulls away. That Malik Monk three-point shot – 
when with the uh, foul by Ayo underneath, oh, when yeah. he checked the young man yep. into the base, into the uh, uh, stanchion, and you thought, oh man, that's a huge four point play. <laughs> like I don't know how he come back from that. Bulls come right back down, score, play more defense, get like right. they continued to fight and they continued to score, and I and I think that's why I liked it so much. Again, not hyping up moral victories, but I just like the fact that. They were dealing with something. Mm-hmm. They were dealing with Zach, you know, being out. And they were playing like it in that first half. Like, it bothered them. They really were. They were playing just like that. So, to come back against this kind of team who we all kind of had, at least I had. Let me speak for myself. At least I had this in my head as a big-ass loss. Mm-hmm. Like, you're oh, going to get stopped. I, I thought the Bulls were going to get work tonight. Yeah. I, 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 I really did. Yeah. Like, I was expecting that, that work. I really was. So, to watch them actually, you know, fight on that and, you know, give themselves a chance, I liked that. Now, I'm, again, I'm not saying, yay, more victory. I'm not doing that shit. But I'm just, I just like the fact that they did that and gave themselves a, an opportunity to get in there. But they got to start closing these out. And, and you got to start closing them out with Kobe White. It's his time, y'all. Give him the ball. He has to have the ball. He does. Um, I see uh, Bobby in the comments asking, did you guys see DeMar storming out of the arena? I did. Um, wonder if that was, you know, his last game. I don't think so. Uh, unless no. DeMar surprisingly announces his retirement <laughs> midseason. Yes. Right. Bulls ain't trading DeMar. I don't see it. Not happening. happening. I don't see it. Um, but I, I saw somebody else asking about that in the comments. John saying, how is DeMar going to stor- storm out of the arena? Not what a leader does. Uh, he could have been frustrated by the lack of foul. Yeah. And, like, look, DeMar, again, I mentioned it earlier. He got 15 free throws tonight. The, the rest were given DeMar calls all night long. And then one or maybe two possessions down the stretch of that fourth quarter when DeMar thinks he gets fouled, he doesn't get the whistle. Yeah. That leads to the Bulls' loss. Probably part of the reason why DeMar is frustrated. I don't know if it's anything beyond that. We'll ask Will if they got a chance to speak with DeMar after tonight's game when he sure. joins us in a few. Sure. Um but, you know, sometimes they're just frustrating, tough losses. Uh, you know, you, you did see the Bulls out there, most of the team shaking hands with guys on the Kings. You know, Caruso, Vooch, they were out there. Kobe, as you mentioned, had that moment with De'Aaron Fox. But, yeah, I did notice DeMar beelined it down the yeah. tunnel. We've seen him, we've no seen him do that hands. before. We have. We've also seen Zach Levine do that after yes. a win. So, yes. you know. <laughs> like, guys, get, and I think, that's, I, I think that's honestly what it was, man. I think that's honestly what it was, that foul against Sabonis. That they didn't call, mm-hmm. and I just think that was very frustrating yeah. uh, for him, and he showed his frustration, Bar- which I don't mind. Right, Bar about. Diddley saying, "Shut up about the leader BS." Players are allowed to get frustrated yeah. after a loss; it doesn't make him any less of a leader. No. I like, I, I agree. I I noticed it because I thought it was curious that yeah. Demar exited that quickly. Yeah, and usually Demar is the type of well liked vet slash friend to many players in the league, all players in the league, to always have those you know friendly greetings and hello slash goodbyes right. after the game has gone official right. um so yeah and, and could have just been that that tomar was pissed about a couple of no calls sure. at the end and frustrated and just wanted to get out of there understandable man understandable um what uh i touched on him a second uh, ago but let's talk a little bit more what did you see from tory craig tonight dave in his first yeah. game back after the long absence with his plantar fascia injury he played 14 minutes off the bench tonight finished Two of five from the field, including one of four from downtown to finish with five points, grabbed three rebounds. To me, it just looked like he's he's still a step or two slow in getting his conditioning back, getting his speed back. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I'll, I'll start with that. Yeah, he definitely was slow. 
you noticed it from the beginning when he walked in and there was a play where he gets the ball and he's bringing it up the floor. <laughs> You're just seeing like, oh, yeah, he's not there yet. <laughs> he's not on that, man. But I thought, Matt, that he played with his brain and his mind too yeah. tonight. I, I really do. And I thought that helped the Bulls in a lot of ways. So he did what he could do well, especially on the defensive end. You saw him start frustrating Malik Monk on a few of those plays, like with his length and his size. You saw him hit that big three-pointer uh, from the corner as well. But again, I mentioned him and Caruso as the reasons the Bulls got back into this game. So even with the rust that he had on him and him obviously still dealing with the injury, you still saw him uh, affecting things on the defensive end for the Bulls team because he's just a smart, high IQ basketball player. And you just saw him using his length, his size, you know, knowing where to be in the passing lanes, getting his hands on a few of, few of those things, which honestly helped lead to guys like uh, uh, DeRozan getting like four steals. You know, like just him being that kind of defender. He helped, uh, like Javon Carter got three steals. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying out of this? Like, I'm telling you, that's because Torrey Craig was on some cats and a couple of those passes were, weren't coming out as strong. So that's playing with your brain and your mind, too. And I thought he just really did a good job of that, man. Uh, okay, let's uh, – do we want to bring in uh, our, our good friend? Our good friend, Will the Goat? It is, Mathis. That's why it's the Goat! The Goat! Joining us on that Goat Talk outline, it's our guy, Will the Goat Gottlieb. Follow him for all of his Bulls reporting and updates, Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything he writes. AllCHGO.com is where you can find that. Will, uh, thank you for joining us, man. Bulls made it a hell of a comeback. Good for them. They made it close after falling down by as many as 30. Mm-hmm. What What was your biggest takeaway from, from tonight's not-quite comeback? So this is not uh, anything anybody from Billy to any of the players said that we just talked to, but really from my perspective, which is that, like, Man, when you go down 30 and then you climb all the way back and then you have a chance to win and you ultimately fall short, that just, it felt so exhausting to watch them come back from that and just seeing kind of the energy in the locker room. Obviously, they're never happy with a loss, um, but it just seemed like pretty, like kind of low energy in there. And, you know, it'd be one thing if this was like a one-off, but they've been doing this a lot. Kobe, uh, Damar, Vooch. Caruso have been absorbing a ton of minutes and I can't help but worry about these guys just like getting a little overtired here. I feel like this is the kind of time of the year where you really need that all-star break. And obviously you always want to see a Bulls player representing uh, at that stage, but it seems like they're going to really take advantage of that rest time. So again, not anything that anybody said, it's just, that was my observation watching these guys because they know, they understand, like they, they let themselves get into that hole. They had mistakes and errors throughout the course of, the game in the second quarter and the start of the third quarter that got them into a 30-point hole. But then they played really well. They locked it up defensively. They stopped turning the ball over. They were scoring. They are getting down in transition. They are getting stops. They were forcing misses. And it's just exhausting when you do all that work to climb out and you still can't come up with a win. So uh, it was a tough game, uh, but definitely, like, got the energy back in the crowd. It was a very exciting game and atmosphere here. Like, people were very excited after, you know, like I said, down 30 to come all the way back to, I think, like, four or three points. Um, Pretty, pretty uh, compelling competitive effort. But yeah, I mean, I think there's just like some bigger picture questions. Like you can isolate the the one game and talk about how they performed at different parts of it. But uh, just with the Zach news and everything we talked about earlier, it just seems like a little bit deflated here. Yeah. Well, let me, let me talk to you about this fourth quarter because when we started the show, 
Um, we talked about Kobe White and how we feel like, you know, it's his time and he should have the ball uh, at the end in the fourth quarter on, on several of those possessions and he didn't have the ball or even touch the ball in the last three possessions uh, that the Bulls had in, in that uh, fourth quarter. Some of that I put on Kobe, but more of that I put on Billy. Um, where do you stand on that? Is, does Billy get any of this uh, as far as Kobe not having the ball? Or do you think is that's just how the flow of the offense went? Or is any of this just Amar uh, having the ball and not wanting to, you know, get it to someone? How, how do you feel it went down that Kobe couldn't touch the ball in those last three possessions? Well, I'll say this. Um, I think Kobe only played like 15 minutes in the first half. And uh, Billy was asked about that post game, And he kind of said that was on purpose. He was trying to monitor his minutes a little bit to have energy and more minutes available for him in the second half. Um, as far as like that fourth, like last stretch there, I, I would need to rewatch the film because I don't really remember exactly what happened on each possession. Um, but again, I think like to me in these in these scenarios, they get the ball to Demar and they let him create. He's their best shot creator. He's their best decision maker with the ball, and a lot of times that's going to result in him getting a shot for himself. Um, obviously, he's a very strong passer, but I don't think he's necessarily a pass first player. He's a score first player, and so I think that can at times result in maybe other guys not getting the ball as much, but he was getting doubled pretty hard at times. And I didn't think Kobe was uninvolved. I thought he had a really nice game, obviously 26 points, but um, yeah, we need to go back and watch kind of those last couple of possessions to really figure out, um, you know, what that disconnect was. I, I will say like in the past, when Billy talked about this, like he really applauds Kobe's ability to like make the right plays and make the right reads. And like there are times in the games where the shots aren't available to him uh, to Kobe and he makes the right play or he passes out of a shot because it's the right thing to do. Um, I don't think he's ever really like in a situation where he's like, man, I really wish Kobe would have shot that. Like he really trusts Kobe and the work. He was like gushing about Kobe's work ethic and the fact that he has really kind of like helped turn himself into this caliber of player. Um, so I don't think it's anything that like Billy is necessarily holding back. I think oftentimes like that's just the way that the offense runs in those scenarios. But again, uh, I'll have to rewatch that film and, and kind of think more carefully about it because um, I just don't really remember the specific plays. There was a, there was a, a significant lack of Kobe touching the ball, not just Kobe shots in the final few possessions. Um, we, uh, we were just mentioning before you hopped on, Will, it, it looked as though DeMar was hurrying himself off the floor into the tunnel like as the final horn was sounding tonight. Did he speak to the media after tonight's game? Did anybody get a chance to chat with him in the locker room? Uh, do you have anything else to tell us about that? Was it just maybe frustration from the loss and maybe a couple of no calls that DeMar thought he earned uh, a couple more fouls in, in key moments there in the fourth quarter? What uh, What's up with that? Yeah, I didn't actually see that. So um, I don't think anybody here would have. So I don't think anybody asked. But, you know, again, that, that was part of the reason why I came on and said that it just seemed a little deflated in here. I, I think he was just not like tired in the sense that like he's sick of it, but like he just, I think he just felt a little bit like exhausted from that game in the sense that they just put in so much effort to try to come back and fell short. He, he mentioned a couple of calls there, which he thought maybe could have gone his way and didn't. Um, there was a, a moment earlier in the game. I think it was like probably second or third quarter where he, you know, got fouled by somebody and kind of slammed the ball down just to himself. Uh, so there's definitely some frustration there, but I think anytime you're just letting up a barrage of threes, I mean, at one point, I think the the Kings were, um, I think they were nine of eighteen at the half, and then they made three straight coming out of the break. And so, when you're giving up that kind of shot making, it's deflating. 
And yeah, like credit to these guys for fighting their way back into it. But um, it just felt like they were a little bit exhausted. And I think they're obviously they feel bad for Zach and that he's not going to really be able to be a part of this team for the rest of this year. Um, I think they're pretty tired of the trade deadline stuff. Like every time that gets brought up, they're always just kind of like, it seems like they're not just thrilled to talk about it, obviously, because that's not, you know, easy thing for them to talk about or think about. Um, I think it's just like kind of a tough time of year. And so everybody was just felt a little deflated in there. Well, um, Tory Craig's uh, first game back uh, after the injury, um, how did he How did he look to you? Obviously, definitely had a little rust, but I, th- I thought he played uh, solid. But in your opinion, how, w- how was Torrey Craig tonight? Yeah, he was on uh, men's restriction, I think, of 20. They wanted to keep him in, like, four-minute stints. He only ended up playing 14 minutes. Um, but I thought he looked good. He had a big-time three in the corner uh, that helped the Bulls kind of claw uh, closer. I think it was the third or fourth quarter. Um, gave you that defense. I remember a couple of possessions where he was really hounding the ball. I think it was Fox, like, just bringing the ball across half court, and he was – right up there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's also so nice to get another big wing back into the rotation. I mean, you lose Pat, Zach's not there. You've got to shift uh, DeMar up to the four for the most part. You've got Caruso in here playing 37, 38 minutes a game guarding fours. Um, and you just don't really have like Dalen Terry's been out. Patrick Williams has been out. Um, you know, you get minutes from Julian Phillips here and there, but it's just nice to get another big body veteran who can shoot, defend, and make the right plays in that position. So um, he kind of said after the game, you know, it's going to take him a couple of games to get back into the right condition. He's pretty tired. He said he's going to sleep well tonight, but um, I think he's, he's, you know, felt a little bit of discomfort. I think nothing uh, abnormal or unusual just with that return. But um, I think they're really glad to have him back in the rotation, especially with the Zach news. Uh, Will, a lot of our viewers and fellow Bulls fans frustrated with the fact the Bulls had to try to climb out from down 30, you know, uh, getting building themselves big deficits, something that they were doing early on this season with their, you know, atrocious 5-14 and 14 start. We've been seeing that less recently. Um, I'm curious if, if Billy had any thoughts on what happened in that first half and, you know, uh, building to that 9-0 run to start the third to, to get to that 30-point deficit. Because Dave and I were saying it looked like the Bulls were just sluggish, bad transition defense, getting crushed by the Kings fast break, off-ball defense was terrible, switches were bad, and the Bulls we're coming off a two nights rest and the Kings played last night. So, so what did Billy have to say about that? Yeah. I mean, I think he kind of just mentioned that part of it was like, uh, you know, lack of uh, awareness and execution and just carelessness with the basketball. They had a, a bunch of turnovers that I think played them. And he's uh, kind of noted a couple of times over the last few games that that's been something that has been a problem of late. Um, I think, you know, defensively, they did not really, stay attached enough. I remember a couple of plays where Kevin Herter back cut IO and got layups. Um, they were just giving up a lot of threes. And, and part of it is just like makes and misses, right? If you're taking the ball out uh, from underneath the basket, you can't get into anything half uh, in, in transition. Everything you've got to run is in half court. You miss, they run out and get a layup or they run out and get a threes. And that's, I think, where it gets really sort of deflating. And like I said, nine of 18 in the first half on threes, Trey Lyles had five. Um, it just felt like everything was kind of going the King's way. And I do think they tightened things up a bit and they started playing better in that second half. But you're totally right, Matt, that like, that's the kind of thing that I think is the bigger storyline here is that they're, they're not immune to these, these like just no show halves. Um, I don't, maybe that's a little bit harsh, but like, it just seems like they did not really come prepared to execute against a team that is known to play that pace, that is known to shoot 
those kind of threes and run off dribble handoffs and run back cuts. Um, and they just got worked by it. And yeah, like I said, credit to them for fighting back and turning it up. But again, th- this is the story of this team is that they have moments where they can look really great. They have moments where they can defend at a high level and they have moments where they can claw themselves back into games. But oftentimes they have to claw themselves back into games because they've had a lot of lapses and they've given up a lot of points and they haven't defended well at other times. So uh, it's just the inconsistency. They keep mentioning they've just got to do it consi- consistently. Um, I just don't know how much longer that's really a real excuse. Mm. Uh, before we let you go, real quick, uh, people in the comments asking if there is any more intel on Dalen Terry from hearing from Billy Donovan either before question. or after the game tonight. Um, I think he will go through shoot-around tomorrow and um, – or sorry, they're off tomorrow on uh, Monday – and they're hoping to have him back for the next game. Not uh, positive, but he was trending that way. All right. Will, we appreciate the time, man. Bulls fans, follow our guy, the GOAT. Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter for all of his Bulls updates. Read everything he writes, allchgo.com. Uh, we will see you soon, buddy. Enjoy your day off tomorrow. See you guys. Yes, sir. That's the GOAT. Let's knock out our second ad break. We'll come back, wrap up with a few more thoughts. Hit that like button. Do it for our guy, Joe. Do it for the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, what do we got? Foco! Oh, yes! Ah! Love Foco. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're pretty cool. great. Yes. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Well, you do that at? You do that at Foco! They got the hoodies. They got the shoes. They got the signs. They got the bobbleheads and everything in betwixt. Are you going to a basketball game? Are you going to a hockey game? Shout out Connor Bedard for showing up hey. at the All-Star for his festivities, which I was hoping that he did, and I'm so glad that he did. Youngest All-Star ever. Like, you got to show up, man. Like, hopefully, man. That dude. And he's insane. The fact he broke his jaw, he's like, special. I still want to play. Like, he's, he's that crazy. That young man is special. I love it. Crazy means wins in sports. Show off your love with the team-branded friendship bracelets. It's a thing. Joey might have one. Whether it's jackets, beachwear, or even overalls that Matt Peck will wear, there are there is excuse me something for fans for almost every occasion. And of course, the awesome set decorations that they hooked us up with, man, hooked us up with a few awesome pieces. And since they showed us some love, we would like for you to show them some love. And they said, no, 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 we're gonna show you more love because if you check out foco.com or click the link below in the description. For all your non-pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO10. You're going to get yourself 10% off, y'all. CHGO10 equals 10% off at FOCO. FOCO! FOCO! For the Lolo? FOCO. Hey, What else we got? I want to talk about some comment, man. Oh, hell yeah. What? You excited to do this with me? Yes. Yeah. Always excited to talk comment with my guy. Dreams coming true. Because yes. it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Joey was just talking about that. That's something that we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right, Dave. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow mm. whether you have one delivery van shout out lisa or a whole fleet of shipping trucks george joey you'll get there someday <laughs> comment can help guide you to make the changes that makes sense so let me ask you something man so what is it that you think business owners should do uh, what you, go to comment.com slash clean to learn more about the resources fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available mm-hmm. to help businesses go electric if you own a business one 
kudos. Good for you. That's really cool. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Two, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? I said exactly that, Dave. <laughs> go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Mm. Uh, hold, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, deal with something. I kept seeing my name popping up. Uh, in these comments, and I saw what P. Will supporter was trying to say mm. uh, about me on some shit, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate y'all. Thinking. I came to your defense in the comments. Yeah, I appreciate that, but y'all, y'all so know me. Y'all. I appreciate it, but y'all know me. I don't. I don't. That. <laughs> you stand on your own business. It. You stand on business. You know, but I, I can handle that. But first of all, make me want to curse at you so bad. But I know it's your stick, so I'm not going to do that to you. But, bro, <laughs> what are you saying? I talked about how Tory Craig was playing. Obviously, Rusty. I stated that. I said, obviously, he was slow, stayed at that. But I say he's playing with his brain and his mind, too, because that's how he was able to stay in the game and actually help this team get this win. Watch it in the second half. I don't know if you watched that, but the two people that helped do that were Alex Caruso and Torrey Craig. And you're talking about Lyles. Lyles had five threes in the first half. How many points do you think Lyles ended up with, sir? I'll answer it for you. 16. That means he scored one damn point in the second hey, half. Off free throw. One attack. and it was a free throw. Attack. Uh, yes, a tank. Uh, or no, 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 no. The, the it was the IO to and one from getting on fouled off the ball yes, on the three on the off ball. Yeah, one, one, and he played twenty plus minutes. That's called oh my god, you're doing your thing. How about I put some clamps on your punk ass and actually you not do this no more, bro? You have got to chill sometimes. I understand you get emotional and all these things, and that's nice. But man, you are gonna get your feeling hurts messing with me. <laughs> I can promise you that you are gonna get your feelings hurt. So I'm just saying. I was watching that game, but that's how it happened. If you want to watch it together, I can show you some things that was happening within that. Will can show you some things that was happening within that. I hope he enlightened you on some things about Torrey Craig as well. But, man, Torrey Craig, Torrey Craig definitely played with his mind because he could not play. You know what I mean? He could not play with his body. It no. was not there yet. So he definitely was playing with his I, brain you know, and his mind too, sir. Craig usually you, does uh, his best and is admirable fighting – uh, over screens, yeah, 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 he went under screens several times tonight Correct. and lost contact. And one of those was an open Lyles three. So, yes, like, yes, yes, some of that stuff happened tonight. Absolutely, yeah. It's his first game back. First game, and and was and was solid. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we wrap up with a few more thoughts, I know we do have a few super chats to get to. Did want to give a shout out to some of our newest ACO diehards who signed up uh, at the tail end of this week and the first couple of days of February. Yeah. Off to a strong start. Already have. 15 and counting, Ooh. new CHO diehards wow. in the first few days of February. Uh, new signups, including shout out to Jackie, Nico, yeah. Aaron, William, Eddie, Mick, Larry, and Jim. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> also, shout out to Bradley, Kevin, Brandon, uh, Jim, Charles, Eric, Michael, and Genesis. Hey, Let's Genesis. go. I love that wow, name. Bro. That's, um, that's so love, bro. That is so love, Kobe. We appreciate each and every CHGO diehard who signs up. Get yourself this dope-ass diehard box in the mail. Comes right with, with whichever shirt you want from the merch locker. Get the shirt with that. Uh, an official membership card. Cool stickers and swag. Yes. Discounts every time you shop. Every and then, time. of course, most importantly, 
discounts when we all hang out together at our events, like our takeover on Tuesday. Tuesday! Can't wait to see y'all. Sold out. And some of the best coverage of your favorite Chicago sports teams, yes. not just Bulls, yes. but everybody here. Uh, Will has uh, a midseason grades uh, breakdown for all the Bulls players yes. coming up. Diehards only. Yes. Uh, he did a great salary cap implication breakdown on the new salary cap announcement that dropped earlier this week. Yes. Diehards only. Yes. And then, of course, you know, hey, Bulls have an actual first-round draft pick this year. Mm-hmm. That's nice. All of dra- Will the Goats draft coverage. Yeah. Diehards. It's the thing. Millions of reasons to sign up. I love it. Very affordable deal. Yes. Um, also, one last shout-out. I wanted to shout-out one of my newest, bestest Bulls fan friends who I met last night, Luke Johnson. Uh, mm. I was hanging out at the, the Green Eye Bar in Logan Square That's with some flex. friends last night. Just, mm-hmm. you know, tying one on, um, enjoying a Friday night. And uh, guy named Luke comes up, says, hey, man, love the pod. Watch it all the time. Listen all the time. Nice. Uh, from the UK, moved mm-hmm. here to Chicago a few years back. Oh, been a diehard Bulls fan for for many many years. Okay, and uh, you know was tuning in, listening from across the pond. Nice. Of course, I also had to shout out our friends Matt and Neil, C Red UK, Yay. our guy Jimmy from UK Chicago Bulls, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm very well aware of their content uh, as well." Um, so shout out to Luke, appreciate you, man. Uh, I was telling him, you know, we had a nice chat, mm-hmm. and I was like, "So what do you do?" And he told me, and I'm not going to blow his cover and tell you all of this man's life secrets, but I was yes. like, "Oh." You what you CIA. do with your life is way more important CIA. than what what we do. <laughs> okay. uh, so you know, shout out to Luke. Appreciate you, man. Is that what you were sending me in the text? Is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the hell. That, I thought it was a mistake that you sent me that. I was like, so, what, is what does this mean? My uh, my new strategy sometimes when I meet somebody out in the wild who's uh-huh. like, hey, Bulls fan, like love the pod, man, and I want to remember their name uh-huh. and I don't get their like social contact like i asked him i was like hey are you on twitter and he was like no i don't do social media and i was like well lucky bastard um (laughs) but if i just need to remember the name i will just like text it to you as a reminder here's the name and here's a reminder that we need to shout them out on the show now i know okay because it wasn't presented to me that way no no no. (laughs) at all and when i saw it i did not give you the context i just texted dave the name of this dude And I, for real, like, I went and looked. I was like, it's a hockey play. I was like, oh, it's a hockey play. He must not admit that for me. I thought it was a mistake. I was just like, all right. It was was a mess up. He's been drinking. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. But, okay, I got you now. Yeah. I got you By the way, you know what you can use that diehard perk on? The who? The diehard oh, die perk. I thought I you said diehard furcon, like cork moths. I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about cork moths for a second. I didn't know how to phrase that. But, no. you know, diehard, free shirt. Grab yourself a, good a new time Sub-Zero to join. Sub-Zero T right yes. now. Maybe if enough of us Bulls fans show up to the Madhouse wearing the Sub-Zero T. Billy ooh, will drop They will finally Kobe. give Kobe the ball <laughs> late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> give that man the basketball. <laughs> Please hand that man the ball, man. Goodness gracious. The uh, Bears 1920. No, nah, sadly, Bears. we are sold out of our CHO Bulls takeover coming up this Tuesday. But. Uh, however, we are sitting in section 105 if you want to hop on game time and yeah. see if there are any uh, very affordable tickets in that section. Come hang out. Come join the party. Come find us. Or we also have uh, many uh, watch parties and or uh, live watch alongs coming up in the near future as well. So be on the lookout. They will be soon after yeah. the takeover that happens this Tuesday. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Or if you're like, hey, maybe I'll go to the game. Maybe I won't. <laughs> but we want to come hang out. We will be hanging out at Crossroads. Awesome sports bar right across the street from our studios here. Yeah. And then taking the Crossroads shuttle to the Madhouse. So just come have a couple of drinks with us at Crossroads before the game. 
CP Wilson, hey man, y'all go quit messing with me. Y'all go learn. I'm nice. The olive branch has been extended. <laughs> Listen, I'm a nice guy, dog, but you don't just, just come, let's keep it right come, there. Come with the king. You better not mess. <laughs> Tara Jr.'s asking about what time it's the shuttle love, might be. About love, what time man. the shuttle might be. I think we're gonna we'll we'll keep uh people who bought the tickets, I know will get updated in their email and that Correct. you know. Just, you know, if you have any other questions, yes. we'll uh, be able I think to answer. We're probably going to head that. to Crossroads somewhere around 530. Around that, yeah. Um, and then maybe even five. And then they run the shuttle a few times. Yes. So if you want to get to the stadium early because you'd like to get there and I don't do a little shopping or whatever, yeah. there will be multiple shuttle timing options between when we start hanging out at Crossroads and then getting there in time for for tip off. For game true. time who, as they say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Joe, we got some super chats? We do have some super chats. Let's do it, baby. Do it, and they're the both Duke. from the Duke. Oh, what a lovely, lovely human. My what name is Jerry R. King of Kings. Look on my works, ye Bulls fans, and despair. <laughs> Nothing remains but decay of this colossal wreck. Boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Sell the teams we sell the team we Bulls fans say. Oh, Yo, Duke, this is going on the heels of the Duke yes. quoting some beautiful Edgar Allan Poe yes, in our emergency Zach done for the season episode yes, earlier he today. And I mean, out of nowhere, man. <laughs> Duke's been spending some time at the library, man, dog. <laughs> diving into some quality literature, man, head first. I appreciate it. And then really? we also have. I have run out of words to express my despondency over the state of my beloved teams therefore my super shall henceforth be expressed in poetry till i get bored of it or (laughs) (laughs) but how many ways can a guy say this sucks i mean i appreciate the creativity the change of pace creativity from the duke of course we also appreciate the super chats we always appreciate super chats but the way that you're expressing yourself as a disgruntled frustrated sad bulls fan yes that's some of the most expressive we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed forms that i've seen and not not to hate on you duke but Uh-oh. i i'm just gonna i'm gonna prefer the poetry Uh-oh. and let's say let's stick with this for a while as okay. opposed to the like tmi stuff about your wife and y'all's relationship <laughs> see why you had to put it out now he's gonna come back with poetry <laughs> just, about his wife in those situations you, write some poems for your wife duke <laughs> you don't need to share them here any any bulls fan you know uh, spoken word poetry yeah. that you want to just slap together, throw it in the super chat. Absolutely. We'll love it. We'll happily accept everyone. We I, don't need any, you know, couples counseling poetry. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I did want to ask you this mm. um, about Lonzo Ball today. Mm-hmm. 
being on the broadcast, uh, how you felt about it. Because it was good to see him. Was. And good to hear to hear from him. Was. And see that. And, yeah, just what were your feelings on that? Just even coming on the heels of the Zagavine and the kind of day we had, how was it just hearing from Lonzo Ball? I mean, it's kind of it's, – it's like seeing Loch Ness <laughs> or Bigfoot. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, he's alive. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, obviously, the first emotion whenever I see Lonzo in existence, I'm yeah. like, I, like, I remember what he's going through and my heart just breaks for the guy. True. Um, it sounded like he was saying all of the right positive spin kind of things, sure. chatting with Adam and Stacy. You know, he said, you know, every day I check off another box in my rehab and my recovery, and he's able to do things now without pain that he wasn't able to do the first few cracks at his rehab. Um, we still know he's ways away. Sure. Uh, but it seems like, you know, if, if we're to take his words at face value, he is keeping a very healthy mental outlook yeah. on this whole process and Definitely. to me that's the most important thing yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem like he has lost that during any of this it yeah. seems like he's been pretty healthy mentally and very positive uh about getting himself back on the floor so it feels like he has that kind of drive and that kind of uh, positivity in his brain and that's helping you know it helps guys like us like you said who were like oh my god are you okay and he's like no i'm good <laughs> yeah i'll be back it's cool it's fine so, yeah, it was great for me to see him. Like, because again, when I see him, I immediately start thinking about this Bulls team with him. And not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. And they just had to play that little mini oh, highlight reel of dude, Lonzo dude, on the it. broadcast tonight. I was like, oh, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> why you got to do it like that? And that's why I immediately started asking you, like, oh, dude, what's a Kobe White Lonzo ball backcourt look like? To you, you know, because that, that's kind of where my head is now. Fine, like Fine as hell. Yeah, <laughs> a little sexy. But that's where my head is now, thinking, because I'm like, okay, I see what Kobe is doing right now. And, yeah. he, and he's a combo guard. Like, he can play any kind of position right there. And Lonzo's very unselfish. It's not like he's taking anything away from Kobe. He'll happily allow Kobe to, you know, do what he feels like out there. But I think that I, I've just – so my mind kind of goes there when, it, when I see Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And – yeah, seeing him out and seeing him excited and seeing him with the team and in Chicago. Yeah. Usually we see him when he's in L.A. Yeah. or something like that. But seeing him here in Chicago, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a good thing. It was, uh, it was not the first time, you know, we, we saw him at uh, Media Day back in October. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not been around much, uh, which, you know, handle your rehab, be where you need to be, do what you need to do if you're Lonzo. Sales guy, um, Jim, what up? Did, uh, did also like hearing his uh, words of encouragement for Kobe White. Yes. What he's seen from Kobe recently. Yeah. And yeah. then even, you know, putting his, uh, his life experience, his career experience in perspective to try and lend some words of encouragement to Zach Levine on the heels of that news, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Lonzo's got to be frustrated and, and devastated for Zach just the same way that Zach and his teammates were devastated for Lonzo going yeah, through man. all that. Oh, tough day. That backcourt. Jeff Day. Zach Lonzo. Oh, that backcourt right there. I'm Never, not, I'm not we hardly knew ye. <laughs> rooting so hard for Lonzo yeah. Ball and his NBA career to not be over. Yes. Reality, Matt. Not yeah. getting my hopes up. Yeah. And you should. But it's making the steps. <laughs> That's all you can take from this. He's actually taking the steps and saying there's no pain, which is important yeah. as hell. Very so, much so. He's got a lot of work to do, though, for sure. Uh, that's it. We'll get out of here for tonight. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're off tomorrow. Bulls are off tomorrow. We'll be back Monday with a 5.30 Central Time pod. And then Tuesday, Party Crossroads time. Takeover. Yeah. Bulls, Wolves. Ooh. Gulp.
<laughs> in the meantime, uh, follow our guy, MK Hoops. Shout out to him. He joined us for our emergency Levine injury pod earlier today. MK Hoops. Will the goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Our pound producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. He's got a treasure chest full of y'all's <laughs> thumbs, and he appreciates them. He does. So give him a few more. Cherishes them. My guy, Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Love and appreciate you always, Bulls Nation. Thanks. Uh, we will talk to you on Monday. See you. We'll be good. Peace. Thank you.